Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we're going to spend our time in just one verse. Mark chapter 13, verse 14. In the middle of Jesus' last week in Jerusalem, leading up to the crucifixion, Jesus took a moment to pull back the veil and give a glimpse of what was going to come to pass in the future. This has become known as the Olivet Discourse, and it includes an unprecedented time of trouble upon the earth before Jesus returns. Verse 14 is where Jesus taught that an event he called the abomination of desolation would occur. And this raises some questions. What is this event referring to? Has it already happened or is it yet to come? Well, this wasn't the first reference to these events. The prophet Daniel was used by God to reveal things about the end times also. So Pastor Jim is going to go there this week to shed light upon what Jesus taught about it and bring them together to more clearly understand things that will come to pass before Christ's return. Here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, The Abomination of Desolation. Well, how do you predict that a guy nobody's ever heard of who hasn't been born yet and won't be born for centuries would take over the rule of a king that nobody's heard of in an empire that doesn't exist yet and do exactly this in exactly that place for 2,300 days? Why, you would have to be in charge of human history to be able to know that. And God did it. Now, after the death of Antiochus Epiphanes, the Jews celebrated a re-cleansing of their holy place, and they celebrated it with what they call the Feast of Lights. You probably know it by the word Hanukkah. That followed the restoration, which was led by a priest named Judas Maccabeus. That's why they call those books Maccabees, the days of the Maccabees. It's not honey-flavored mac and cheese. It's, it's a person that they're talking about. Now, all the disciples sitting there listening that night to Jesus, they knew that story. That was part of their history. Hanukkah, or the Feast of Lights, is the, the well-known Jewish feast, which is not prescribed anywhere in the Old Testament because it was a celebration of something that happened after the last page of the Old Testament was written before the, the Gospels in that intertestamental period of the Old Testament era. The celebration of the Feast of Lights, well, that was a big deal in Israel. It was at one of those feasts, and here I'll let a verse jump to life from its context. You've probably heard this verse many times. It was at a Feast of Lights in Jerusalem where the whole outer court of the temple would be filled with candelabra. Hundreds, maybe thousands of lights lit. And that's where Jesus stood up and said in John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. 
That was a remembrance of the re-cleansing of the temple after the desecration in the days of Antiochus Epiphanes, which was a bitter, bitter time in Israel's history. God predicted it precisely, and it happened just as He said that it would. But as terrible as that was at the hand of Antiochus Epiphanes, it was a foreshadow of an even worse time yet to come for the nation of Israel. It'll happen in the final seven years before Jesus returns. So, now look at Daniel chapter 9, verse 27. Uh, somewhere, I think, embedded in our series in 1 Thessalonians, you'll find in the section on 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 17, a, a lot more detail of this, but we don't have time today. We'll just jump down to Daniel 9, 27. This is the famous 70 weeks passage, 77s or 490 years. 483 of them have passed, seven are yet to come. Here's what he's talking about at Daniel nine twenty seven. And he, wait a minute, stop there. That's a pronoun. A pronoun needs an antecedent. What's the antecedent? It is the prince who is to come. We usually call him Antichrist. It says, And he will make a firm covenant with the many for one week, for seven years. But in the middle of the week, he will put a stop to sacrifice and grain offering, and on the wing of abominations will come one who makes desolate, even until a complete destruction, one that is decreed, is poured out on the one who makes desolate. Now, that pivotal text says that the end times world leader, leader of a one-world government, will make a pact or a treaty with Israel for seven years. I think that's part of how you can come to power over the whole world. Actually pull off peace in the Middle East and actually protect Israel and bring peace there. I think that's part of how he's going to uh, come to power. But halfway through that seven years, his real character is unveiled. He breaks his promises to Israel and he commits a heinous act in the temple on the order of what Antiochus Epiphanes did, but worse. This event at the hands of the one we usually call Antichrist, though Daniel calls him the prince who is to come, that's the one Jesus is referring to. It's described another time by Daniel in Daniel 12, 11. It says, and from the time that the regular sacrifice is abolished and the abomination of desolation is set up, there will be 1,290 days. Now, on the Jewish calendar, that's three and a half years with an extra 30 days thrown in. Three and a half years is a time very significant in the the book of Revelation, 1,260 days. The 30 days added on is apparently the time it will take for the judgments that we're going to see later in the Olivet Discourse, for those to be unveiled. And then the next verse in Daniel adds another 45 days. So apparently it'll be the abomination of desolation, then three and a half years, 30 days for the judgments, and then 45 days to set up the kingdom. And then the millennium on earth is underway. Now that's a real quick sketch of 
background, if you will, biblical historical references to the abomination of desolation prior to Jesus. Now, come to our one text for today in Mark chapter 13, verse 14. What did Jesus say about the abomination of desolation? He's been talking about the birth pangs. They're going to get worse and worse, stronger and stronger. And then he says this in Mark 13, 14. But, okay, there's a conjunction. It's a conjunction with a disjunction. But means this is connected to what I just said. This is part of the birth pangs. But this one, this one's a standout. But when you see the abomination of desolation, and notice our translation puts that in all caps. And what does that mean? It means that is words chosen from the Old Testament. When you see the abomination of desolation standing where it should not be, let the reader understand. Then those who are in Judea must flee to the mountains. Now, this is actually the beginning of a new paragraph. We saw the beginning of birth pangs. Now we're going to get to the really, really serious birth pangs that lead up to the actual uh, second coming. I'll next time pick it up there on the part about um, those who are in Judea must flee to the mountains. I'll show you how that's all connected. But notice Jesus calls special attention to this predicted event. There are parallel accounts to this. Luke 21.20 describes that time in a slightly different way. Jesus uh, is recorded there as saying, but when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, in other words, there's been peace three and a half years. Now all of a sudden, the Antichrist armies have surrounded the cities. Then recognize that her desolation is at hand. Matthew's most thorough description of it, Matthew 24, 15, and 16. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation, which was spoken of through Daniel the prophet. So we know exactly where this term came from. When you see that standing in the holy place, let the reader understand. Then those who are in Judea must flee to the mountains. Now you put all this together. Daniel 9, 24 through 27, what Jesus says here we realize this event will happen as the promises that the Antichrist makes to Israel are broken. Israel's temporary peace is going to be shattered, and Jerusalem is going to be surrounded by enemy nations threatening to destroy her in an unprecedented kind of way. So here's a real quick overview of a sequence of events. The rapture happens. That is a signless event. No one knows the day or the hour. If anybody tells you that they know when the rapture is going to happen, you're, you're listening to a false prophet, or at least a very de- deceived, misguided one. If anyone tells you they know what year it's going to happen, they don't, they're lying to you. Nobody knows. This has been imminent. Paul said it could have happened in his day. We who are alive and remain, he said, at that time, almost 1,900 years ago. But it's going to happen. The rapture happens, and then the birth pangs start. The world is in chaos. Out of that, the Antichrist rises to power. He heads up a confederation of nations. He's going to be a world leader like none ever before. 
At that same time, Israel's going to quickly rebuild the temple in Jerusalem. How do we know that? Well, there are specific prophecies of things that have to happen in the temple in Jerusalem. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.